Welcome, ghoulish mortals, and gather round for tales of terror with your ghost hosts, Jen Toombs and Lisa Macabre, while they explore cryptids, hauntings, and occasionally murder. So, hold on to your butts. Your ghost butts. Hey guys, this is Lisa Macabre and Jen Toombs, and you're listening to Ghost Butts. That's us. And future now, ghosts. future ghosts or future ghosts with butts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have butts both times. Yeah, big butts. Um, so I don't know what you're doing. Oh, this so this is a conspiracy theory. Cool. Um, and this is all this all takes place Cold War, post Cold War, which was kind of when. Conspiracy theories were really big at the time. Um, I wrote a couple of papers about Cold War and the X Files because <laughs> part of the fame of the X Files was only the you would, and I love that of conspiracy theories. I love that. That's the coolest thing ever. If you're gonna write something, you gotta write something that you like, right? Yeah, I feel like I always find a way in any of my classes to write about something spooky. It's more fun. I mean, at least it's entertaining to the teacher or the professors, right? I usually get told, I've never had anyone write about this stuff before. You're like, good. I'm like, cool. I'm a spooky bitch. <laughs> um, but also a weenie. And like, I can't. I get scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm excited to hear about this, though. I really like the whole um, conspiracy theory, especially from like, what, 60s? No, no, no. This is like 40s. Uh, so it, it ranges. So the, because there are two. So I'm covering the uh, Philadelphia experiment and the Montauk project. Um, so this is the summer of 1943, uh, two years into the United States involvement in World War Two. Mm. Uh, there was a sea battle uh, between America, dest- American destroyers and the famed U-boat submarines of the Nazis. Mm. The Philadelphia Naval Shipyard, a newly commissioned destroyer, uh, called the U.S. Eldridge was being equipped with several large generators as part of a top secret mission. They wanted to win the Battle of the Atlantic. Rumor had it, aboard ship, uh, that the generators were designed to power a new kind of magnetic field that would make the warship invisible to enemy radar. With the full crew on board, it was time to test the system. In broad daylight, plain sight of everyone, the switches were thrown to test it. Um, what happened next would baffle scientists and fuel decades of speculation. Mm-hmm. Uh, witnesses described an eerie green-blue glow surrounding the hull of the ship. Then, instantaneously and inexplicably, the Eldridge disappeared. Not just invisible to radar, but gone. The whole... What the hell? The whole thing. Whole destroyer. What gone. the hell? Right. That's a fucking big-ass ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened... Let's see. Hours later, there were reports of the Eldridge appearing in the Norfolk Naval Shipyard in Virginia. Mm, Okay. Before reappearing just as suddenly back in Philadelphia. According to classified military reports, members of the Eldridge crew suffered from terrible burns and (gasps) disorientation. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Most shockingly, a few crewmen were found partially embedded in the steel hull of the ship. Oh, hell no. Still alive. But with legs or arms sealed to the deck. I remember hearing about this when I was a kid. I think I have. I know I said earlier that I didn't know much about it, but I think I heard a little bit about. Maybe you just didn't know the name. Yeah. 
Because I've heard something like that. Yeah, I remember it being a thing. And there's proof of this or is it just speculation from stories? We get, we get into that. Okay, so okay, I'm going to talk about where... Sorry. Well, no, don't be sorry. Talk about where the whole thing comes from. Okay. So Carlos Miguel Allende. Oh. I know. He's out there. In 1956, Allende sent the first of over 50 handwritten letters to the author and am- amateur astronomer Morris K. Jessup who a year earlier had published a self-researched book called The Case for the UFO. In his letters, Allende criticized Jessup's naive understanding of unified field theory. Allende claimed to have been taught the theory by Albert Einstein himself. So first red flag from Allende. (laughs) Uh, So a unified field theory, which has never been proven by Einstein or anyone else, Attempts to merge the forces of gravity and electromagnetism magnetism, dummy, into one fundamental field. I don't know what that means. I love that he's like, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> My good friend, Albert Einstein, you, you may know, know him. Crazy hair. He's like, he's like really, really popular. Anyways, <laughs> no way. Uh, anyways, he taught me this. Right. He told me about a- this. And he's like criticizing this guy who's like already a <laughs> conspiracy theorist. Uh-huh. He's like. Talking about UFOs. Uh, so Jessup attempted a serious in- investigation of Allende's claims, because of course, why would he not? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he grew frustrated with the mysterious letter writer's inability to produce physical evidence. Mm-hmm. So Allende had no, there was no proof. He was just like <sighs> sending on, all these letters. To I, I liked your name. Okay. I know he's got a great name. He does. Uh, so Jessup was ready to drop the investigation entirely when he was contacted by two officers from the Navy's Office of Naval Research. Men O&R. in black? No, O&R. Okay. I mean, they were from the Navy, and they, like, okay. said from the Navy. <laughs> so in 1957. Okay. So this is a year later. According to an information sheet published by the ONR, the two officers were responding to a strange packet that they'd received in 1956. It contained a copy of Jessup's UFO book annotated by handwritten notes claiming advanced knowledge of physics that linked extraterrestrial technology to breakthroughs in unified field theory. So it definitely was Allende. He's like, yeah, contacting the fucking Navy. <laughs> Um, Although the scrawled notes were meant to look like they came from three different authors, at least one perhaps an alien, so one of them claims to be an alien, Jessup instantly recognized the handwriting as Carlos Allende's. For unexplained reasons, the ONR officers published 127 copies of the annotated book um, using a a Texas military contractor named Varro Manufacturing. Transcribed copies of the so-called Varro editions, whether real or forged, would become prize collector editions for conspiracy theorists. That's crazy. Why would they print it? Yeah, that's interesting. Right? hmm. Yeah, it seems like a... Why? why? If you don't believe this, what Um, the heck? Yeah. So, sadly, Jessup's uh, story took a turn. Injured in a car accident and split from his wife, Jessup... uh, Hmm. Uh, killed himself Aww. sorry I, I forgot that that happens it happens uh, in 1959 poor guy yeah so two years later so this Jessup did this yeah the UFO the UFO guy the UFO oh my gosh and that's another conspiracy theory all of itself like oh he? whether or not I know or did I feel he? like anytime you talk about things that are like oh like top secret yeah you're always like but they unalived themselves I like, know how? why yeah, I know. But other people must have not wanted them to 
right. talk about these things. Someone so. interesting. Definitely wanted you quiet. Yeah. So that's a whole other thing. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's truly true. <laughs> For decades, Carlos uh, Allende, also known as Carl Allen, I think that was like his pen name. Wait a minute. What's his real name? No, Carlos Allende is okay. his real name. <laughs> I think that his pen name was Carl Allen. Okay. Oh, okay. I see that. Especially in the 50s, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was the sole witness of the alleged supernatural events surrounding the Philadelphia experiment in 1943. Carlos claimed to have been stationed on the SS Andrew Furuseth, a vessel docked in the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard with a clear view of the Aldridge when it dif- disappeared. Much later, after the release of the 1984 film, The Philadelphia Experiment, a man named Al Bilek came forward claiming to have personally taken part in the top secret experiment in which he was brainwashed to forget. Hmm. Only after seeing the movie in 1988 did his repressed memories come flooding. What? <laughs> so I looked for this. I mean, I looked for the movie on my fire stick or whatever <laughs> and there there are like two other philadelphia experiment movies that were like 2012 or something um but i just didn't you didn't watch them no i no i might I'm, i mean i'm interested but also i think that it's going to be like into the mouth of madness if you ever watch that i think yeah. it's going to be like that and Actually, i just know i've never i, I thought want. you meant like like you're just gonna be like oh no it's the movie with what's his face the hawkeye from jurassic park Oh, with um, Ian? Oh, what's his name? No, Jeff Goldblum? No. He is the hot guy from Jurassic Park. I don't think he's Park. hot. What the hell? The guy. What the hell? S- oh, what is Samuel? Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. No. I'm not into it. Top notch. He he I, he strikes me as creepy. <laughs> I, I, I like it. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of people do. My friend Jen oh, loves love him. love him. Yeah. Especially now. Like, I was just telling Kenny that. I was like, how did he, like, just look so good with his age now? Mm. I th- I don't oh, know Jeff Goldblum. I don't like the way he talks. <laughs> Apparently, he's really freaking nice. He's yeah. supposed to be like I'm sure really be nice and very him. sweet, huh? I'm sure it'd be different if I met him. I know he'd be like, "Oh, hello, Jen," and you're like, oh, "Hi, Jeff Goldblum." <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that in my life, but I'm sure <laughs> if anything, I'd be uncomfortable. <laughs> my anxiety would be like, Pshoo. like hey, "Hi." <laughs> Kenny be like, oh, he's like, here we go again. Right. <laughs> he gets it. OK. Personnel at the uh, 4th Naval District believe that the questions surrounding the so-called Philadelphia experiment arise from the quite routine research which occurred during World War II at the Philadelphia shipyard. Until recently, it is believed that the foundation for the stories uh, arose from de- degaussing experiments. Uh, which have the effect of making a ship undetectable or invisible to magnetic minds. Mm. Another likely uh, possibility of further stories about levitation, teleportation, and effects on human crew members might be attributed to experiments with the generating plant of a, of a destroyer. The USS T-1. Uh, in the 1950s, this ship was instead was part of an experiment to test the effects of a small, high-frequency generator providing 1,000 HZ hertz Mm. instead of the standard 400. The higher-frequency generator produced... uh, Produced... Produced... That's a new word. You're Mm -hmm. welcome. Produced corona discharges. (gasps) That has a totally different meaning now. And other well-known phenomena 
associated with high frequency generators. None of the crew suffered effects from the experiment. ONR has never conducted any investigations on invisibility, either in 1943 or at any other time. In view of present scientific knowledge, ONR scientists do not believe that such an experiment could be possible. That is the statement. That part is the statement from the ONR. So, of course, that's what they say. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But the government does all sorts of crazy shit. So, like, of course, they're experimenting with time. And oh, yeah. A lot of other crap. Why wouldn't they? If you can, wouldn't you want to know? Right. All the other science we have, you're yeah. telling me, you're like, no, this is off limit. Like, nah, that's not going to work. Yeah, right. Science is pretty much, you know, trying to do the impossible, right? Or trying to. Right. Always push figure the Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, this leads us to. We're going to transition into the Montauk project. Okay, before we do that, so that guy, not Jessa. Allende? Allende. He was the only one that saw the ship disappear and then, or I mean, come back? At the time, he was the only one that came forward about it. Oh. And then the guy at the end, okay, I see. Delic or whatever, Bilek, came forward claiming to have also been part of because like it came project. back to him once he saw the movie right weird because they believe in the movie that they talk about repressed memories oh because wow. repressed memories has yeah. always been really controversial even in like the psychology world because how do you know that it's real you that, know that also just kind of reminds me of men in black too with the little like thing that was like hey you're not gonna remember anything but that's, I that's mean, what they say yeah essentially. even if you don't have that little clicker thing you can always maybe they were um uh, medit not meditated, hypnotized, hypnotized into, you know. I'm yeah, sure they were doing real. a lot of stuff back then of that too. People cook like chickens. I'm mm-hmm. sure that's real. Yeah, I don't think that it's hard. I mean, like you can convince. There's power of suggestion. You can convince mm-hmm. someone. False memories are like a like, huge thing. It. Yeah, exactly. What is the movie? Isn't the, isn't that a thing in uh, My Cousin Benny? I've the never seen. Memory? That's Kenny's favorite movie because he loves Marissa Tomei. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I'm who? Like, whatever. That movie made everyone love Marissa Tomei. I've I've never seen it. Her hair is perfect. I'm like, in that. ugh, whatever. Yeah, but he loves her with an- anything now. He's oh. like, oh, Marissa Tomei. He's like, I'm gonna leave you for Marissa Tomei if she ever gives me a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Ask her if she likes I'm pumpkin like, bags. Huh. I know. <laughs> she might. I'm know. like, no, she's not. If she does, you're in trouble. <laughs> I know. Fuck. <laughs> He's gonna listen to this. I should, like, I should be like, she doesn't like Halloween. Oh my god, yeah. that would be a deal breaker for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I can say that next time. So, sorry, I just wanted to like clear that up because I I was like, huh? <laughs> oh no, you're fine. Uh, that so was like a lot of science stuff. I know, I know. Basically, but the bottom it. line, guys, they thought that the Eldridge was people ever everybody thought that they were like conducting experiments in time travel and invisibility okay so when the ship what they're saying is that it went from philly to like virginia in a very short amount of time like it was like unheard of impossible time yeah and then back Mm -hmm. and there was like the weird green fog yeah which as far as i know the green fog is real that kind of reminds me of um the um the bermuda triangle yeah i mean the ocean is scary yeah it's been on fire recently oh my gosh and there was that explosion in the ocean don't don't everybody's like just tell us what's down there i know my anxiety is out of the roof (laughs) godzilla okay godzilla so montag project the story of the montag projects uh intersects with the philadelphia experiment 
There were already rumors that the American military had been conducting experiments in psychological warfare on the eastern end of Long Island, as far back as the mid-80s. So Nichols' book added fuel to an already existing fire. Like, people were just like, hell yeah, that's weird. Uh, Both Camp Hero, which is the name of the camp we're talking about, and the Montauk Air Force Station, the Army... Uh, transferred a portion of Camp Hero to the Air Force after World War II. And they were both said to be the hubs of their paranormal research. So Camp Hero and Montauk Air Force Station. Nichols begins by saying that he wrote the book after recovering memories of his time as a researcher for the project, and then goes on to give an account detailing the interior of the facilities, its procedures, advanced technologies, and numerous paranormal incidences he claims to have witnessed okay which if all of if he was right then yeah i mean it sounds legit how the hell would he make it up Mm -hmm. astral projection Uh, yeah that's the only other thing you know um uh, in 1984 um an otherwise forgettable movie the philadelphia experiment (laughs) um so this is this is where they tie in so al bilek was the guy that came forward and also said that he was witnessed okay. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And that was after watching this movie. Mm-hmm. So this is where he comes in. Okay. This is like where two meet after each Weird. One after the other. Using new age therapies and practices, Bilek said that he was unable to unlock, he was able to unlock a massive store of repressed memories about his extensive involvement, not just in the Philadelphia experiment, but in something called the Montauk Project. And that the two intertwined. Wow. I didn't know that. That's crazy. That's crazy that he could just be like, I wonder how he felt too. Like, wait, wait a minute. Like, I remember this. Yeah. That's that creepy. Be, like deja vu. Yeah. Oh, the movie deja vu. In like a scary ass movie. I'd be like, fuck this. Have you ever seen that movie? Um, What's it called? Jacob's Ladder. No. That kind of reminds me of this too. Of the whole mind manipulation type thing. Is that what it's about? Yeah. It's like, I think it's like Vietnam and um, he was experimented on and um, made to believe something else. Or I think he, I haven't seen it in a long time and it was a really fucked up movie. So I probably repressed a lot of it. (laughs) But um, it was pretty much like something along the lines of him thinking he's living this life, but he's literally just in like a, a bed being like experimented on. Oh, yeah. Like the Matrix. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Damn. Ugh. But it kind of it kind of reminds me of the same thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, suggesting that his memory had been wiped using the CIA's MKUltra techniques. Mm. That's where your men in black come in. Yeah. I mean, I, they're not called men in black in oh this, God, but right. the men in black movie. Yeah. Uh, to maintain the secret secrecy of the program. Bilek claimed that his real name was Edward Cameron. What and the that fuck? He had, uh, he and his brother, Duncan Cameron, were crew members on the Eldridge in 1943 when they were in their 20s. Uh, Bilek told his story to an audience at the Mutual UFO Network conference in 1990, saying not only that the Philadelphia experiment was real, but that he and his brother were aboard the ship when it happened. He said that none other than Nikola Tesla himself had engineered the equipment that caused the Eldridge to break out of space-time and that it had even opened up a wormhole to the future, which dropped the two brothers in the middle of Montauk's Camp Hero on August 12th, 1983. 
so he and his brother joined up with the Montauk Project, which had grown out of the electromagnetic research of the Philadelphia Experiment. Bilek claims he befriended Nichols in the 1970s and that together they developed the Montauk Chair, a mm. mind-reading device that was a central component of the entire project and helps provide a window into the specifics of its supposed research. Nichols details his alleged work on the Montauk chair in his book, claiming it used electromagnetism magnetism, to further the psychic powers of whoever sat in it. Duncan Cameron, in a stroke of uncanny coincidence, happened to have substantial psychic abilities, including the ability to manifest objects with his mind using the device. What the hell? What the hell? Right. This whole thing is what the hell. It's crazy. Yeah. The Philadelphia experiment? I don't feel like is this what the hell. I think they're both what the hell. I think Montauk is like... Like the, the real crazy one? Yeah, I feel like it makes me be like, mm, that might not be real. <laughs> but Philadelphia, I buy. I don't trust the government. Yeah, I don't trust the government either. And I think that they intentionally, their stigma around conspiracy theory, like mm-hmm. that whole thing, just to... Just to um, discredit yeah people that talk about it i think i think i heard something along lines of like even calling it a conspiracy theory is like a negative you know negative connotation mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally so it's like all on it's all orchestrated it's mm-hmm. like all on purpose mm-hmm. this may sound familiar to fans of strangers things mm-hmm. where there's a similar device that's used by 11 to open a portal to the parallel alternate upside down Mm. Nichols described another experiment in his book that is curiously similar to remote viewing, a paranormal concept that was actually researched by the CIA, CIA and also is included in Stranger Things. So this is a direct quote. Uh, Nichols writes, the first experiment was called the seeing eye with a lock of a person's hair or other appropriate object in his hand. Duncan could concentrate on the person and be able to see as if he was seeing through their eyes. Hearing, oh, that's some witchcraft. Hearing through <laughs> their ears and feeling through their body. Mm-mm. He could actually see through other people anywhere on the planet. Mm-mm. It's crazy. That's not even science anymore. I kind of love that, though. I know. It's cool. It's like science and witchcraft together. But I would not want to be the person... Hell like, no. Don't look at me. Yeah. Don't look what I'm looking at. How do you know what I'm doing? Excuse me, I need privacy. Right. I, like if I'm in the bathroom, I, it always comes back to the bathrooms. I want <laughs> to see my butt. I know, I'm trying to whip my butt in peace. Okay, <laughs> stay away. I don't need your judgment. I, know. I poop alone. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, rude. But more Peeping so, Tom. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> but only what their eyes see. So, like, I think it depends. But then. It, they said more, right? It was what they can see, what they can hear and stuff, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ghost farts. Ghost farts. <laughs> Everyone would know. What they can smell. <laughs> Rude. Cool. We just became 12-year-old boys. <laughs> so, yeah. but more so than remote viewing or any other claims, Nicholas makes the one about abduction of young children, some no older than four, to use as subjects in the Montauk Project's various experiments is surely the most shocking. Yeah. 
Um, Nichols referred to these underage abductees as the Montauk boys. Oh, my God. And said that they were snatched off of the street and even taken from their homes. Oh, my God. I mean, we all know that there's a long list of missing children. Yeah. So, I mean, look at what a foster care system does to children. I would not be surprised. I mean, all the kids that are, are disappearing from the borders, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all of a sudden, they're just gone. and No one can find them. Right. Bullshit. United States. Really mm-hmm. cute. So. According to Nichols, these children were so psychologically broken down by the Montauk Project mm-hmm. that most would forget all about their time at Camp Hero for the rest of their lives. Oh, my God. Uh, And the stories of the Montauk boys only became more intriguing when someone started coming forward to confirm them. At least one man has claimed to similarly recover his traumatic memories of the Montauk project, just as Bilek and Nichols had. Stuart Swerdlow, a 52-year-old man living in Michigan, told The Sun in... 2017 mm-hmm. that he was one of the montauk boys nichols described and that he like the others were subject to horrific abuse he said Sorry. when the experiment started they'd target expendable boys like orphans runaways or the children of drug addicts mm-hmm. the kind of kids that no one really came looking for the aim was to fracture your mind so that the pr- they could program you they would change the temperature from very hot to very cold, starve you, then overfeed you. I remember being beaten with a wooden pole. Oh, my gosh. And they loved to hold your head underwater until you nearly drowned. Ugh. That was effective. It makes a person likely to listen to and obey the rescuer. Oh, my God. The rescuers, like, bunny ears. Uh, they also used LSD to put our brains into an altered state. Like um, Jacob's Ladder. Is that what they do? Yeah. I'm sure that all of this shit inspired all of those movies. When was when did Jacob's Ladder come out? I think uh, I think that was like in the 70s. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe this guy saw the movie. Uh, maybe. Right? Uh, Swordlow added that he also observed Project Sappers uh, sexually abuse the children in order to break them. Swordlow even alleged that he and the other Montauk boys were sent to Mars... What the hell? Mars and back to biblical times via the project's portal. Okay, I don't know about that. Yeah, he lost me there. Yeah. Mars? Sir. In the early days, as they were perfecting the coordinates, a lot of boys were simply lost, he said. I still have nightmares about it today. I wasn't there Mm. when the Montauk chair was shut off, but I felt it like I had suddenly been unplugged from electricity. Oh, wow. That's creepy. Right? All of the project's experiments finally came to an end in the early 1980s, uh, Nichols claims, when they f- things finally went too far, even for the researchers responsible. Oh, my gosh. This part's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Nichols claimed that whenever someone sitting in the Montauk chair or whatever they envisioned would first appear on a transmitter screen before being manifested in the real world, either solid or transparent form what so like whatever they think of would like a 3d printer Mm -hmm. Uh, the montauk project was shut down after nichols and duncan cameron along with other participants rebelled against the project when something especially sinister was manifested 
oh, okay, they rebel against them, but not when they're doing experiments and torturing small children. Well, they might not have... Oh, I guess the one guy. No, Nichols and Duncan didn't know. Oh, okay. It was the other guy. Swerdlow was the one that remembered all that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Nichols and, and Duncan were the ones that trans- They went back in time. Oh, okay, I see. So mm-hmm. they were already like in their 20s. Uh, we finally decided that we had enough of the whole experiment. The contingency program was activated by someone approaching Duncan while he was in the chair and simply whispering, the time is now. Oh, my goodness. At this moment, he let loose a monster from his subconscious. And that's Stranger Things. Yeah. That, yeah. that is, like, exactly totally. what it is. And the transmitter actually portrayed a hairy monster. It was a big, hairy, hungry, <laughs> and nasty monster. It was Bigfoot. But it didn't appear underground in the null point. It showed up somewhere on the base. What? It would eat anything it could find, and it smashed everything in sight. Okay. Godzilla. So it just went on a, on a little rampage, like... I'm your subconscious. Like it, like they manifested a monster and then it threw a fit. Mm-hmm. It was like, I didn't want out. You know, like, like Frankenstein. Yeah, but I think this was scarier. Frankenstein yeah. wasn't scary. He's was like mm-hmm. sweet and dumb. Yeah, and dead. It wasn't his fault. Yeah. I actually love Frankenstein just because of that. It makes me so sad. It's sad. I, I don't like watching the movie. No. It's too sad. Mm-mm. And then they kill him. Same thing with werewolves. Or, I mean, uh, um, Wolfman. Oh, I love sad. Wolfman. It's sad. sad. Yeah. Dracula, fuck off. I don't care yeah, about vampires. Like, get out of here. I like vampires, but I'm like, it's not sad. I only like the vampire in Monster Squad. Oh, yeah. You watched that the other day, huh? Yeah. Yesterday? That's, yeah, it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I watch it like, you know. All the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. And those monsters are the coolest looking. Like, I just oh, like yes. the way they look. They remind me of being a kid. Mm-hmm. So several different people saw the monster. But almost everyone described a different beast. Okay. Nichols said that uh, they had to destroy all of the equipment in order to remove this creature from existence and send it back to its original dimension. Did did anybody describe what they saw? And were all the descriptions different? Or were, like, most of them different? Because what if it was, like, a subconscious thing that, like, it... I'm I'm going way out there with this. <laughs> I mean, I think this has gone way out yeah, there. Yeah, you know, what if it was like whatever scared them type thing, like, like whatever it? they, yeah, kind of like it. Ooh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, if everybody had different, um, you know, perceptions of it. But also think about like El Chupacabra. Chupacabra. People describe it differently all the time. Yeah, and because people it's just like. Real. Yeah, it's like you and I might describe something different if we saw True. it separately. Especially know? like you're scared and you're running from something and you're like, look at it, <laughs> I don't know. look at it. It had spikes it and big teeth. It was really big. Right. So who knows? Mm-hmm. But that's a good point. Um, so according to Nichols, the basement levels of Camp Hero were flooded with cement once all the equipment was destroyed and the project was shut down. With anyone involved in the project having their memories of the project suppressed using MK Ultra techniques, mm-hmm. which is like how they erase yeah. your memory. The decommissioned facilities at Camp Hero are still standing, mm-hmm. however, attracting curious passerbys yeah. and local town folk um, to still to this day. The Sage Radar facility has become a notable landmark for boats sailing around the fork of Long Island. Uh, so it was left standing when the Air Force Base shut down the last of its air traffic control operations in 1984. 
So it's like really creepy. Yeah. Like it's still really creepy. That's I'll, cool. I'll post pictures. It's and and this is in Virginia? This is in Long Island. Long Island. Dang it. Too far. I mean, it's not that far from Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too far for me. The military, for its part, has disputed that anything like the Montauk Project took place on Long Island. But <laughs> I know. Uh, listen, I don't know what you guys have heard, but that's wrong. We are totally for the people, about the people. Right. We love you guys. We, we just guys. don't want you to never do have a full life. You. We don't want to pay you for your work. We don't want you to have health care. If you get hurt on your own, that's up to you. But I mean, we don't want to hurt you sometimes unless, you know you know right and if you do get hurt don't get into it's a, not our fault. an ambulance because it will cost you like a thousand oh my god do you have that on you no <laughs> i know because you make 750 an hour <laughs> i know in most <laughs> no, not you states. but like in most states yeah that's the oh. federal minimum wage disgusting i love i actually heard this thing and this person was like um talking about the minimum wage and if people mm-hmm. should have to live with the minimum wage and the guy was like I think that the people that should have to live making federal win- minimum wage are Congress members. Like they should all, they work for us. Make seven fifty. Yeah. Well, because they make a ton of money, so they're not affected by their laws and bills mm-hmm. and all that yeah. other shit that they pass. Fucking dicks. Did you hear something? There's gonna go more political. I guess this whole episode was pretty political. So whatever. Um, did you hear that the the governor that they're trying to get in besides Newsom is trying to pull down the minimum wage? Dude, we cannot let. No. We cannot let them recall Newsom. No. Uh-uh. It's so important that people vote. I, I heard that they're yes. letting you vote by mail, so you should yeah. be getting mm-hmm. something in the mail, too. Yeah. Thank God. I don't yes. know if this will be out before or after. Oh, definitely. I think it's not until September, right? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But it's going out now. August 16th is what I heard. Oh, really? For, like, mailing. Okay. Mailing them out to us. Okay. I heard it was September. So please make sure that you vote to not recall Newsom. And if you just forget if you are against Newsom, <laughs> just go to sleep. I know. You're tired of being a dickhead. Ugh. I don't get it. But. So. To bring it back into how much we don't like the military. The government. <laughs> government. Uh, these sorts of denials often do little to dissuade believers because the U.S. government likewise denied their research into mind control and remote viewing with just as much assuredness as they denied Nichols claims right mm-hmm. up until the moment the research documents on MK Ultra and other projects were declassified. So like all this shit that is like a, a obviously intertwined in these experiments mm-hmm. that they don't want to admit to most likely probably because of the human specimens involved, yeah. you know, and the fact that they fuck up everything they fucking do. Yeah. They're like, oops, monster. You know, like, <laughs> fill it with cement, quick. We're like, good, we're good. Get it in there. I know. Uh, mo- most locals consider the Montauk Project story to be a fabrication. They aren't entirely convinced um, that the military's insistence that the camp and the Air Force facilities were entirely above board either. So I feel like most people are probably in the middle. Yeah. Some of it's like a little like the Mars thing is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Why do you guys always have to fuck it up with like pulling some random shit? Right. It was kind of like that Woody, um, the, gu- the guy from the Mothman. Like everything sounded cool until he started. I was like, yeah. And then I was taken up to, into the starship and <laughs> given a tour. You jumped the shark. I'm like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? You fuck. You fucked this up. Right. <laughs> you sounded incredible until you didn't. I loved the Mothman episode. <laughs> I, I loved that episode. It was so much fun. <sighs> These people. And I just think that Mothman is cool. Yeah. 
Maybe because he's like listening. like an almost good guy. Uh, yeah. He's like, don't go over there. You're going to stay on the bridge. <laughs> pink eye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the pink eye. <laughs> I uh, never forget about the pink eye. Pink eye from Boff. I, Boff? Boffman. Mothman. Uh, so, no doubt stories have been embellished, said Paul Monte, the president of the local Chamber of Commerce. But I don't doubt that things went on there in the Cold War years. Even mm-hmm. today, the bases patrolled and watched. They obviously don't want people in there even now. Yeah, something has to have been... There has to be evidence of something. Maybe not as intense as all that, but I really do believe that they experimented people with LSD and all this other shit i feel like that is in something else not just jacob's ladder i feel like it's in something a lot of stuff i think it's it's real like Uh i I feel like i've heard of them doing that Mm -hmm. before and in general especially like back in the day all the fucked up shit like like in the field of psychology all the fucked up terrible experiments oh my god yes and they were you know in general right they were like we'll stop this after that i know (laughs) (laughs) i know we'll let everyone go through this and then we'll cancel it. This is a completely viable form of medication. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's just take out your brain. Dude, the experiments were so... Some of oh, them... Like, even disgusting. taking those classes, I would be like, <laughs> this is so fucked. Yeah. But, yeah. I want to hear about them, though. Oh, I could we do that. We should totally do a what you call. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear about that experiments in psychology oh my god yes dude done do that'll yes. be the next one. Oh my god well the I'm next so one that, that i yeah i do research i'm on. so excited we could also do it together yeah it'd be fun i want to do an asylum of some sort like haunted yeah that's cool oh my god they're so scary i they're can't so do cool. the haunted ones <laughs> i can do haunted ones i know you don't get creeped out i, I get creeped out especially i mean i'm not gonna say that one but okay yeah thanks bud yeah all right yeah. guys so, what's night? What's next week? I don't know. Oh, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. It'll be a surprise for everyone. Surprise. <laughs> okay, guys. Thanks for for listening. We appreciate you as always. Uh, I'm sure Jen's gonna say it, but I'm gonna say it beforehand. Um, please leave us a review on Google or Apple Podcast. So yeah, you can do it while you go party. Do it. You can Just do go to it. ITunes. I know. Just do it. If you have anything mean to say, please tell us first. I know. Just bad DM reviews us. are a lot you of energy suck. for you to be negative. I know. <laughs> I know. Don't be that guy. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll um, talk to you soon. Oh, my gosh. I remember, ghosts don't give a sheet whether you believe or not. Hey everyone, if you are a California resident, we just wanted to reach out and ask that everyone please, please vote in the upcoming recall election. It is vital that we keep Newsom in office. Uh, Just a little bit of information for everybody. Everyone should be receiving a vote by mail ballot. Those started going out on August 16th, so keep an eye on your mailboxes. Those ballots can be mailed or dropped off at designated ballot drop-off sites. Once you send it out or drop it off, you can track it at wheresmyballot.sos.ca.gov. You can also vote in person September 11th through 14th. Uh, The 11th through the 13th is early voter, and then 14th is the day. 
A list of designated polling locations can be found on your county's website. Lisa and I are both Riverside, so that website is www.voteinfo.net. Um, you can also search your county's name and vote net, and it'll pop up. So for LA County, it's lavote.net. Pretty easy. Uh, you can also verify your voter registration at voterstatus.sos.ca.gov. Or if you aren't registered already, you can register to vote at registertovote.ca.gov. You must do so by August 30th in order to vote in this recall. This election is super important, so please everyone get out there and make your vote count. Hey everyone, uh, if you are a California resident, we just wanted to reach out and ask that everyone please vote in the upcoming recall election. We need to keep Newsom in office. Just a little bit of info about this election. Everyone should be receiving a vote by mail ballot. Those started going out on August 16th, so keep an eye on your mailboxes. These ballots can be mailed or dropped off at designated ballot drop-off sites. Once you send it out or drop it off, you can track it at wheresmyballot.sos.ca.gov. You can also vote in person September 11th through 14th at any of your county's polling places. For more info, please visit your county's vote website. Lisa and I are both Riverside, so that is www.voteinfo.net. You can also just search your county's name and vote net and it'll pop up. You can verify your voter registration at voterstatus.sos.ca.gov or if you aren't registered already, you can register to vote at registertovote.ca.gov. You must register by August 30th in order to vote in this election. This election is super important, so please get out there and make your vote count. Resident Spectre here. Do you have a tale that will make our skin crawl? Email us your stories at ghostbuttspodcast at gmail.com to possibly be featured in a future episode. Don't forget to follow us at Ghost Butts Podcast on Instagram and Ghost Butts Podcast on TikTok. Pleasant screams.